0: Hey, folks. Episode 20 here. Uh, Mondo, what have you been up to?
1: Hey, man. A uh, couple new things. Uh, still playing Grandia on the PlayStation through PS3 emulation. Not much to say on that. It's a lot of the same. Just old school grinding. Uh, the one that I have been kind of talking about lately, I guess, whenever it is that I do have a chance to talk on the DSUG Discord is about shinobi 3 uh for the genesis i've been on this kind of kick of playing this game repeatedly over and over again for like the last couple days i don't know why um i i've had my genesis mini out for a while but i've just been playing random stuff in it like sonic and fantasy star and then i kicked into shinobi um and i just kind of got into this grind of like i need to beat this game and. I had, I getting back to this story that I was talking to you a little bit about earlier, but I used to play this game a lot when I was a kid. Um, my brother, who's my oldest brother, he's 10 years older than me. Uh, he was gifted a Genesis with Sonic, uh, like a 91, 92. And uh, my dad got it for him. And that really was like, like we had a Nintendo already, old school NES. And I, I remember playing that since I was two years old on a black and white TV. But the Genesis was really like the first console that I can remember uh, getting super hooked into. Um, I played a ton of Sonic because I was as a kid, I was sick. Uh, and so I started school late. I actually went to kindergarten when I was a year older than all the other kids. But that gave me the I guess the time you could say to invest in the games heavily. Uh, And I played a lot of Genesis. I mean, a lot. Um, When I'm my brothers, I have five five siblings. We're all in school. Like I was playing tons of Genesis, and I would wake up and ask my brother, "Hey, can I play you Genesis today?" Yes, go for it. So uh, he had Shinobi, uh, and I was about five, and I played a lot of Shinobi three. But I could never beat this game. Like I I usually got up to like stage five or so, uh, and I would just die. And then um, I remember getting to the boss the final boss once but with that boss if you don't beat him you're pretty much screwed unless you know exactly what you're doing uh because you you every time you die in the game you drop the 50 shuriken and at 50 you have to pretty much know exactly how many you're throwing at him uh, and just dodging his his hits and timing all of your blocks properly, or else you're pretty much done and you'll run out of lives eventually and die. So I never beat this game. Uh, and so I, now that I'm much older, I was like, I gotta beat this game. And so I did, I beat the crap out of the game. Uh, and now it's like this effort of, I want to beat this game without dying once. (laughs) And so, uh, I've been talking about it pretty, uh, uh, obsessively, I guess you could say on, on, discord and i've been streaming it just today a little bit did a little practice run um and i'm getting pretty close i feel like i'm getting there uh but farthest i've gotten now is i got to the last level which there's seven stages in the game uh and then i just i ended up killing myself by accident um stage seven has a ton of platforming just a bunch of it and there are a multitude of areas where there's just dead cliffs and so if you don't time your jumps properly or you screw up in any way you're done like you just fall into a pit and you're done so i I got super close i probably was like a minute away from getting to the last part and, and i would have beat the crap out of the boss in one but i didn't so i'm getting close uh but yeah it's such a great game um i Remember, I don't know if you remember, but when we were doing the top nine games and we had this grid of top nine, uh, Shinobi 3 has always been on my top nine. Uh, Not just for nostalgic reasons, like I truly believe this game is close to a perfect game. Um, The music is just on point. The graphics for its time in 93 were just beautiful. Uh, And the mechanics and the way that the game flows, the stages, the enemies, um, and the platforming parts of it are just awesome. Uh, there's just such a buildup from stage one to the end buildup from the beginning of you just kind of testing your abilities, shooting some guys that randomly drop from the sky. And then by the end of the game, like you have to legitimately be like a fucking ninja master as you're hopping between platforms and wall jumping everywhere and like double jumping areas to make it, because if you don't do it right, like you're absolutely dead. So, um, I just feel like it is, A good definition of what sega was at their best and this game i feel like encapsulates that um and i know that i'm starting to get some people to play it a little bit and i know you've been playing it so i'm kind of interested to hear a bit more about what you think about it but it's definitely one of my favorite games of all time um i think it's freaking awesome
0: yeah so uh shinobi 3 i played it back in the day I, i had it on the infamous or famous rather uh six pack
1: cartridge oh nice which I was that pack yeah
0: that that was like a incredible ridiculous sega genesis value hell yeah um had like some it had like three of the best games on the system on one cartridge not counting the others um but uh no so i i mean i never got very far in it cuz i played it as a kid and i just wasn't very good at it um and shinobi's a franchise i've been kind of actually reassessing from sega yeah uh, because Primarily, actually, due to the 3DS game, uh, which is pretty freaking hard. Uh, but, frankly, I think you would actually really enjoy it uh, if you played it. Um, I have
1: it, but I haven't really gotten into it, actually. I do have yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty... So, I've been playing Shinobi 3. It's basically a modernized, like, take on the Shinobi formula, for sure. It is... Um, Shinobi 3, I'm playing for the record. I don't know how you're playing it. It sounds like you're playing it on the Genesis Mini primarily. Um, I'm playing it uh, on via the 2DS, well, the 3DS remake. So the the game was actually remade. Well, not remade, but it was given effectively a native remaster on the 3DS by M2 as part of the Sega 3D Classics collection, which those ports are arguably the finest versions of every single game that they gave that treatment to. Um, They're just phenomenal native, like, you know, ports of classic Sega games. But uh, Shinobi 3 is no uh, exception. It runs great on the 2DS. It looks great on the 2DS. It is, like, the pixel art really shines on the smaller screen. And there's just, it's super clear and looks great and, uh, sounds great too, but, um, no, it's, uh, it's pretty good, but it's also, I mean, it's, I don't know how many people who are play it now without having been exposed to it when they're younger, or at least having been used to older games will react to it. Cause it's definitely like a lot yeah. of like memorizing things mm-hmm. and, um, you know, stuff like that. But I, I am actually enjoying my time with it, funnily enough. And your love of it has... It was what enticed me to revisit it for the first time. That's awesome. In probably 15 to... Probably about 15 yeah. years. Probably about 15 years, if not more. So, um uh, I would like to beat it. I'm on... I'm just past, like, round uh, this... It's weird too cuz there's like multiple rounds per level. So it's like yeah. I'm on round 2. I'm on like the second level round 2 or whatever where like you do the horse part the first time and then or the yeah. first part and then you're like in the industrial factory the least, or whatever. That.
1: Yeah, where they're making like uh what is it? Uh like bioweapons and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's two there's two sections in each stage and there's a boss in each section but a lot of the first bosses are like mini bosses in a way they're kind of weak um Mm -hmm. so you got to be extra careful about using like your um using your ninjutsus because if you use it on the first section you don't get it back on the second so just something to think about
0: um then i have not touched skyward sword so no updates there i did i don't know if i had beaten psychonauts 2 the last time we had a podcast yeah no Um,
1: wait i don't think so i don't think so.
0: well it's a great game and people should play it and there's it's i mean i don't I, i i definitely was playing it the last time we podcasted and i spoke very highly of it it's it's the best 3d platformer not made by a company named called nintendo in some time. So if you don't have access to Nintendo 3d platformers, or if you're just a fan of, of, of 3d platformers play Psychonauts too. It's, it's good. It's, it's kind of this, um, it's, you know, it, it makes me more optimistic about Microsoft's first party future. Um, and it's kind of the, I would say the first game to start bearing that kind of is, is the bearing of fruit of Microsoft studio acquisitions. Yeah. Um, obviously it's on on playstation 4 but it is it does have next gen exclusivity on xbox and that is meaningful and it's a great looking game given how how you know how low budget it was um and then in turn it's not out yet but um I'm really happy because I got I finally found my deal on a Metroid dread pre-order <laughs> yeah. I thought I was gonna have to pay like 50 bucks for it but I actually managed to pre-order it for like44 dollars so um, which I was happy about because I was I was actually gonna wait until I had beaten skyward sword to, to buy it but and then what I was gonna do is I was gonna sell Skyward Sword to finance it not because I'm I don't have the money to buy it but because with switch games that's kind of what I do I, I, yeah. I, I beat one I sell it if I don't love it and uh or if i don't see myself playing it again and then i use the money to finance the next uh release on the system and i'm still going to do that because i'm pretty close to beating skyward sword but i'm also really really excited about metroid dread and uh i just i do want to have it on day one because it's i need to actually get back to metroid i uh did start fusion uh, and I think I'm actually going to end up playing them out of sequence. And the reason is that as far as Super Metroid, I think will be what I end up playing last. Uh, because okay. Fusion, it it runs great on the 2DS, and Super Metroid doesn't. And that's so far my primary vehicle for Metroid has pretty much been has been, you know, I played Zero Mission, I played uh, Samus Returns on 2DS, and it's just that's, that's kind of what I've been playing it on. So yeah. Super Metroid doesn't run great on two DS, and uh, I could play it on Switch, but like I said, every time I'm playing Switch, I'm trying to make progress on Skyward Sword, so it's just, right. eh, whatever. Also, I I can't imagine it looks that great on Switch because it's gonna be like four by three on a sixteen by nine screen. Yeah. So I maybe I should just emulate it, but um, yeah, whatever. Uh, I will probably end up playing Dread before I play Super Metroid to be honest at this point. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean when doesn't doesn't dread drop like the eighth or seventh or something? Eighth.
0: I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. I am like hoping I can away. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can beat Skyward Sword within the next couple of weeks. I'm really close. I'm got only got like a few hours left. I just need to knuckle down and actually bother to do it.
1: Yeah, so how are you how are you feeling about that game so far though? Are you just wrapping it up to beat it or do you actually like it?
0: Uh I like it. It's a good game, but it it is long in the tooth at this point for me. So the, the 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 game really could have actually cut content. It has a little too much content, and it's not like it's bad content. It's just that it the novelty of the controls was, has kind of worn off. And then like yeah. it was like it was a it was a good idea. What I'll say about Skyward Sword for all the hate it gets is it was a good fresh idea for a Zelda game. Yeah, that worked for one entry in the franchise, and it would not be something I'd be excited about again or be interested in revisiting as far as the motion <laughs> controls. But it was a was it worth a standalone Zelda game? Absolutely. Um, it it definitely deserves to exist as a as a Zelda game, and I actually honestly probably if I didn't have so many issues with how long it is, I probably would prefer it over breath of the wild. But the issue for me is that I really do not like games that to me outlast my interest in them. Yeah. It, it just kind of like by the end of it, if I, if I, if I feel like it overstayed its welcome, which I definitely feel that way about skyward sword, it kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth on the thing. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, I want to, like that's one of the things I I know this is kind of like sacrilege to some people, but you're better off making a game that's too short than a game that's too long. hundred
1: uh, percent, I um, agree with you. Yeah,
0: and uh, you know, it's that's just my two cents. I know that there's people who are like, oh, you know, who wants to pay sixty bucks for a ten hour game, and it's like, well, I don't want to pay sixty bucks for any game. Uh, first of all, I don't pay sixty bucks for any game. <laughs> <And> second, <laughs> second of all. Um, like, uh, you know, given that I'm gonna get the game on sale, like, I would way rather play a 10 hour game most of the time than a 50 hour game.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Yeah.
0: And like, one of the reasons I like Yakuza like a Dragon was because for a JRPG, it was actually it was like I think I put like 50 or 60 hours in, but I, mm-hmm. you know, it a lot of that was me doing optional stuff that I did right. not need to do, and so. It was, um, it was. It also just kind of hit Game Pass at just the right time. I was on vacation, and <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, it was through that game quick in a week. I blew to, through. Yeah, yeah it was, was a little. Crazy. It was like eight or nine days or something. But That's it was like you know, because I I legit played it every day on my vacation for like four to five hours at a minimum, and um.
1: I but it was, was so real, good, though. It was know?
0: so good, and I really wanted to... Um, I had been hankering for a JRPG, and my issue with JRPGs is, A, I usually find them kind of uninspired. I kind of hate mm-hmm. their plots yeah. a lot of the time. And I it's usually... Yeah, I usually hate the character designs a lot of the time anymore. I, I, uh, And also, I think they're way too long and bloated. And I actually... With Yakuza Like a Dragon, for the most part, I did not feel that way. Um, I did not think it was particularly bloated. I did not find the plot to be needlessly long. And it was actually fairly well placed. Could it have been shorter? Maybe. But to be honest with you, looking back at it, I don't know what I would cut. It, it Everything felt about right.
1: Yeah. But it was
0: shorter than the traditional like when I think of like the other JRPGs I've been interested in recent history like Persona 4 or 5.
1: Yeah. It is
0: shorter yeah. than those games. It is. And those were the two other JRPGs that I had been interested in because at this point Final Fantasy and like most of what Square's doing is completely uninteresting to me.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyways, we should probably head into the rumors.
1: Yeah, no worries. Um uh, but uh I agree, man. That game... You
0: should pre-order dread though, by the way with that deal i posted
1: dude it comes out a day after my birthday so i'm i'm very tempted to just say hey this is my own birthday present but ah 44
0: bucks for a brand new switch release i don't know what's wrong with you
1: that's true man and if you don't
0: if you just i mean literally like the thing about switch games i know everybody in the discord rags on them but like legit (laughs) like over like probably 75% of the time, I know I'm not going to play the game ever again. So I just listed on true. eBay, my average purchase, my, the average cost for me to play a new switch game is under $10 because they, re, they hold their value so well that when you go to sell them two, three months later, they, you're going to, you're only going to lose. I'm going to make money off of Skyward Sword because when I pre-ordered it, I had a, like a, a discover bonus for Amazon and it was like so i ended up paying like 30 bucks i paid like 33 bucks for skyward sword new wow. as, a, as a pre-order and it goes for like 40 45 on ebay
1: yeah those so it's like tell the games always retain value and i think
0: all of the switch games retain value dude that's like it, it's like that the, like i've so I sold astral chain because i wasn't really digging it um bayonetta 2 I, I bought used i got a great deal on that at a pawn shop but uh I mean, anytime Link's Awakening, I bought that for 40 bucks. I sold it for over, I, I ended up getting like $42 for it after shipping on eBay. So of course, I mean, I, I still lost a few bucks, but uh, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, it's all of those. Like I, I, the most I've, I lose is like 10 bucks playing this game over the course of like two or three months, which is basically like the cost of, it's like not much more than the cost of like renting the video game back in the day.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. That's not bad. It's not bad. I, I can, I can see some of those games, like their value bloating over years though, you know, like those. Oh
0: yeah. I mean, for sure you're with, switch, with uh, Nintendo stuff, you are, you run the risk and it is totally going to happen at some point, especially because switch is like the first platform where they're, they're heavily digital. Yeah. So at what is totally going to happen on switch? Cause it's already happening to, to Wii wii u i mean even 3ds like some 3ds games are just ridiculous and that was one of the first platforms where where the digital went really crazy for nintendo um in fact it was the first one where digital went crazy for them and because of that like if you go look i mean even stuff like shinobi which at a certain point shinobi on 3ds was i remember on amazon you could get it new for 12 13 dollars for the longest time because nobody wanted it. And now if you go look at Shinobi on eBay, it's a forty, fifty dollar game.
1: Yeah. I'm used. certain I got Shinobi at Target in one of those uh, one of those bins like yep. uh yeah it was a it was a, it was section.
0: clearance it was a clearance game for the longest time mm-hmm. and now it's a fifty dollar if it's complete it's a, and in good condition it's a fifty dollar game on eBay. So it's like I mean it's that's going to be the case on Switch for sure. I have no yeah. doubt and funnily enough, I may end up repurchasing certain games before the end of its lifespan. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I might give Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze a second chance. It just didn't really.
1: I didn't flick. like it, man. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I
0: know. I was like, I played it, and I was like, it had some neat artistic choices. I'll give it that. But I like when I was playing it, I didn't think to myself, "Geez, um, you know, I don't know." Do- Donkey Kong uh, Country returns on 2DS, 3DS. I might. I might give that a shot first and see if that clicks. But um no, I mean overall uh yeah
1: overall, I mean some yeah, some
0: games don't click. I mean like Pikmin three yeah. I think I I think oh, I already yeah. <laughs> I think I already sold it. I don't even think I've got it anymore. I paid like thirty bucks <laughs> for it used and then I sold it for like thirty four bucks on eBay. So it's That's I mean
1: I forgot you were playing that man. I I I, it just didn't really
0: click. It just didn't really click. I don't see myself revisiting that one. Uh, The one that I do need to revisit that I got most of the way through was Luigi's Mansion Three, which is actually pretty good. But it's another game that kind of overstayed its welcome. So it it was it was like good while I was playing it, but I was kind of getting. I was like pretty ready to be done, and it just kept on trucking. And I was like, How long
1: were you playing it for? Do you know how many hours you put in?
0: I think I was probably close to like 15 to 20. And, wow, it was that's still, and, lot, and it was like, I was only like, I think 60 or 70% of the way through. No I was like, way. Oof. What mind you, wow. I was, I was being a completionist up until that point. So I was okay. getting every collectible, but like, then it still, I was like, okay, this is too long.
1: Yeah. So anyway. How do you but, yeah. make a Mario game that's shorter than a Luigi game?
0: I don't know. Obviously well, I mean, the, like the, hours, the, Luigi's you know? Mansion 3 is like, it's more of an adventure title. It's like an that's old school true. adventure game.
1: Yeah. That's but uh, yeah. Anywho. Anyways, here we go. Getting into rumors. Uh, First one is that uh, NVIDIA uh, GeForce Now leaked that more Sony ports are supposedly showing up for PC relatively soon. Uh, I think the leaks included God of War, Gran Turismo 7, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Demon Souls, Horizon For- uh, Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank, uh, which I think, you know, we've talked about this a thousand times, right, is that Sony sees the value in PC ports now, so there's no doubt these games are coming eventually. Uh, it's just, again, it's a rumor, but it just makes me laugh because I, I remember when you know, all the Xbox teams were getting PC ports. Like, people were like, ah, it's devaluing the Xbox. And, you know, there's no point in it. Well, pretty soon there won't be a point in a PlayStation. Because uh, a lot of those first-party titles are going to start making their way. And they already are. So, it's good for PC gamers, though. Like you said about that E3. Uh, <laughs> getting into news. Uh, Jagged Alliance 3 was announced. Uh, released a trailer and some screenshots. Uh, TQ Nordic just announced the game, um, and yeah, it's cool. Looks like a pretty good tactical RPG or strategy game. Uh, next story we have is Marvel's Midnight Suns from is it Firaxis? Yeah,
0: the guys who did uh, uh freaking XCOM.
1: Ah, okay. I Never played an XCOM game, but I do have what it on is, the 360. No, that's I
0: believe, surprising.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I they have did it on like 360.
0: Sid Meier, they did uh Civilization. I mean, obviously, Civilization is probably the most famous. All movie.
1: right, yeah, I played Civ, uh, but yeah, I guess it's a strategy RPG or tactical RPG with Marvel characters. It's pretty cool. Uh, Europe.
0: Voice of Cards announced, uh, this was actually announced in the Nintendo Direct, but it is multi-platform. I believe it's coming to PlayStation as well as PC. Uh, and in fact, the demo was basically released immediately, like the day after, I think, uh, the Nintendo Direct. Uh, so it is available on PC. Uh, it's a card game, but it's, it is Yoko Taro, uh, who, uh, was the guy, is basically the designer behind, um behind uh near and uh that's kind of what makes it stand out i have not played the demo it is uh but it's eh, it's um you know i will say i like near automata but but that was uh you know platinum but it's in that universe and i i yet again speaking of jrpgs this is another jrpg that i've got some interest in and have kind of uh been uh Meaning to so check out, but
1: cool, card I'm games, card guy, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not a big card game, but anyways, it's Voice of Cards. Uh, the full title is Voice of Cards The Isle Dragon Roars. It is the demo is available, so if you like card games and you like JRPGs, <laughs> it's probably in your wheelhouse. Um, EA Skate is officially coming to PC, so this is the continuation of the previously dormant. Uh, skate franchise, which you know, uh, we also had the remakes of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, so uh, yeah. you know, uh, it's kind of nice that skateboarding games are coming back, because we had a long lull. No. Uh, you know, uh, I th- I have a feeling this probably has something to do with skateboarding, making it as an Olympic sport, and just the increased amount of attention that's going to bring the sport to the, to the, the sport. I don't know anybody who I don't know if if folks watched the Olympics, but it was pretty cool seeing uh, skateboarding in the Olympics. Um, And uh, I'm really happy about this, to be honest. I, the Tony Hawk pro skater franchise, I'm still waiting for the games to come to steam. Obviously I'm not going to buy them on Epic, but uh, I do want the remake. Um,
1: Yeah. Same.
0: And uh, I will, in fact, actually, I think it'd be like the, the perfect game to have on the steam deck. But um uh you know, I would be willing to check out EA's skate as well. Historically, basically skate was I think I mean it was still obviously kind of not realistic, but it was more realistic. The big deal with skate was it was slightly more realistic than Tony. It was well, I guess it was significantly more realistic than Tony yeah. Hawk. Tony Hawk is Tony Hawk's kind of it's pretty fantastical. But um as far as, you know, the amount of air people you can actually mm-hmm. get in the game, the speed you can go at, you know, all that stuff. Uh, the other thing about Skate that I remember was that it, because I mean, God, this is going way back in the memory bank, folks, because this is like, what, 2008 on Xbox 360. Um, if not earlier, uh, it was that it, it had like a, it's, it had a pretty cool and novel dual analog control uh, mm. setup. Basically, if memory serves, I just uh, I'm sure they're going to retain angle. that. Yeah. It had a weird camera angle too. You could like switch it to down. So that like, the, I think the camera was down beneath the board, like alongside yeah. the board. It was, yeah, you could do some, you could do, so they, they had some kind of cool, like cinematic features like that. But anyways, almost nothing is known about the new one. So uh, we, but we do know it's now coming to PC Pretty as cool. well as console. Uh, Uncharted 4 is, remastered is officially announced for PC Obviously, this was rumored. We discussed the rumor in the past. Yep. Uh, we, as mentioned, uh, the GeForce now leaked more Sony ports for PC. And funnily enough, um, it's going to be mentioned here in a bit. But uh, one of the games that was announced at the Nintendo Direct also basically launched day and date on PC. And that game actually was on NVIDIA's leaked list, even though it's not a Sony title. There was more games other than Sony titles, but. Nonetheless, uh, this, so, you know, there were people who were saying, oh, there's no way that NVIDIA list is accurate or, you Mm -hmm. know, there's some sort of credibility being lended to that list. Uh, But anyways, Uncharted 4 will be coming to PC, uh, will be uh, on Epic Game Store, it'll be on Steam, and it'll release in early 2022. Uh, It is kind of weird to me, I mean, there's, it was rumored they were going to do the Uncharted collection, so one, two, three is kind of weird to me to release Uncharted Four first uh, on PC. It seems like you should do the collection first, one, two, three, and then do Uncharted Four. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It's going to sell gangbusters. Let's be honest here. It's going to do yeah. It's going to do big numbers for Sony. So, anyways,
1: that's. I'm surprised they didn't drop the uh, the trilogy. Right.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They the, ah. they d- did not do there's one two three and they did not release them on pc that's yet weird. so they're launching with four
1: that's so weird it it's an awesome. odd choice yeah Yeah. uh next piece of news fatal frame made into the black water uh is being ported to um pc switch ps4 xbox uh and they have a release date now of october 28th so uh yeah That's going to be really cool. I actually have always wanted to play this, but it was stuck on the Wii U for a long time. uh, And so I'll finally be able to play it on the Xbox. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, And then other piece of news is Halo Infinite has finally has a release date of December 8th. So how excited are we about getting our hands on Halo Infinite? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this game anymore, man. Like, I. (laughs) we keep talking about this game it's been like 2 years but i'm like not even that stoked about it anymore at this point i i'm so confused by it and like i'm i'm more worried about it's it's release than i am excited at this point i think uh like i should be really excited because we're 2 months away but am no, like it's not ready is it you know i don't know how you feel about it
0: um, I'm not that excited about it. I will say I find it Damn. amusing. If you search, if you go to Bing and you search Halo Infinite, it puts up a special banner. I guess that's kind of an e- Easter egg. But um, oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm not really excited oh, by Infinite oh, oh, because my issue with Infinite, as you know, is is I do no not believe. Screen? Well, no, that's not that's not it. I actually haven't they said that they are going to do split screen at some point. But it's Passed later. Three, yeah. Yeah, it's later. Um, no, that's that's actually. I mean, that is one of the issues, certainly, that we raised in the past. The problem is primarily that 343 is... Everything says that they will not make a good Halo game, basically. Or a a great Halo game. Or a Halo game that meets expectations, I should say. Because I I think Halo 5 was actually fairly solid in a lot of ways. Um, But Halo 4 was bad. I think it's not even like a, what I would say is a, like a good FPS game. It the, the campaign is like the main reason I play Halo and the campaign in Halo 4 is genuinely something I never wish to revisit. So, and that's like the only Halo game I think I can say that about. Like I could I could, I have beaten the first Halo game multiple times. I definitely, I've be- only beat, I've beaten Halo 2 I think the campaign twice and I would like to actually beat it again. Halo Three, I'd like to beat again. I only beat it once. Um, Halo ODST and Reach, I don't know if I would revisit because they're kind of. I don't really like. I mean, they're. I don't like their vibe as much as they. They're darker.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I'm I so good though, man. They're good, but I don't. I don't like them as as much as one and two. One and two are my favorites. Three, I actually have negative opinions on, but I, that's one of the reasons I want to revisit it is because yeah. I want to make sure that that's an accurate assessment of the game. I was not crazy about it uh, when it came out, and I feel like the people who were crazy about it didn't really get exposure to Halo 2. So, um, overall, it you know, uh, like, the only Halo game that I think of as, like, being, like, a 7 out of 10 or below is 4. Uh, as far as the mainline games. Like, that's the only one that I would give, like, a C rating to. A C or a C plus. And uh, five, I would actually probably give. I'd Sick. probably give. I'd probably give five like a B minus. To be honest, it's. I think Sick. it's a better game. I than hated
1: four. that game, dude. I hated it's, five.
0: It's flat man. out a better game than four. You need to replay ah. both of those campaigns side by side if you think otherwise. Uh, the only redeemable aspect of four is that the art direction is kind of cool uh that's it yeah. and literally it's, a it's good cool.
1: looking xbox 360 game too it's a good looking xbox 360
0: life. game and the mm. art direction is cool but it's cool because it ripped off metroid prime so <laughs> bit, it yeah. uh well it's literally uh the it's art true. director from metroid prime if i'm not that's mistaken right. they brought in retro studios artists uh at that point to work at 343 and you could definitely see that they so i mean it's not really a ripoff i guess because it's the same people but it's still like <laughs> It's the art direction those people made for Metroid Prime on GameCube.
1: Yeah, the Prometheans but, um, are like uh, are like uh, dr- the freaking
0: dread robot. You know, yeah, the talking? space robot. They're the space pirates. I mean it's it's
1: dude, dude the dog things in Halo 5 look uh, just like the dread robot that's chasing you in dread. It's uh look that up, man. It's crazy. But I hate it. It's the Prometheans. um the Prometheans are that's why
0: four is an awful campaign like it's it as soon as the prometheans are introduced it's ruined it's it's it is like they're a really annoying enemy type they're not enjoyable to fight against their weapons are awful and that's that's why i would say it's like i will never revisit it because it's it's the weapons are genuinely like they're literally every single one of them is an inferior version of a comparable human or covenant weapon and so since so much of what's enjoyable about halo is the weapons and then you've made a lot of the game have terrible weapons like a significant parts of the campaign you are using promethean weapons and they're just freaking awful and so unenjoyable to use Mm -hmm. the game like right out of the gate is not very fun so it's like it's Halo five, the issues were that people to take with it or the story. Okay. I'm not really honestly playing. I mean, Halo has kind of a novel, cool storyline sometimes, but it's not like, I don't really play games for stories. Number one. And number two, uh, the, the other issue that actually not very many people raise with Halo five that I think is completely valid is the lack of the split screen. But yeah. and then the other thing is, is that even I, who's okay with short games, I'm not crazy about the length of Halo five's campaign. It, it's pretty short, and then in turn it, it ends rather abruptly. The pacing of it yeah. is off. So, um, gameplay wise, I felt like it was a return to form for the campaigns. But uh, overall, I'm not confident in three four three. They've yet to make a game in the Halo franchise that I think is deserving of of the of the heritage of the Halo name, and uh, and. I I don't think they've lived up to Bungie, even their best. They've no, not lived no, up no. to Bungie, to the worst of Bungie, which I would probably consider to be Halo 3. And um yeah, I just don't I don't uh in turn since then they've delayed this game multiple times. They've they've uh demonstrated a severe Kind of tunnel vision for the multiplayer. And it sounds like they're going with like an open world thing for the single player where there's like little like rant of almost like quests and stuff like that. And it's like,
1: yeah, it's um, going to be like Gears, dude. Remember when we were talking about that? Like Gears 5, how they had those weird little open world sections? There were two of them. And I'm just Gears really not 5, interested in what an open looking. world Halo.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like the whole, and they're really missing the point of what people like about halo which is that people like people like halo because it has these grand cinem like not cinematic but grand um s- kind of set pieces of like oh, yeah. single player fps yeah yes of F- it- and you know like kind of it's just i don't know it's like they don't it's kind of tone deaf it's like one of the things with breath of the wild that i consider valid as a critique is that my, like Nintendo kind of missed, like when they made Breath of the Wild. Yet again, I think it's it's valid as its own little thing. But if that's just the direction of Zelda now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's kind of disappointing because it means like n- like the big thing for me with Zelda is like yes, I like the world and the world building and Hyrule and all that stuff. But like the dungeons and something like mm-hmm. Skyward Sword versus the dungeon dungeons or like Ocar- ocarina of Time or whatever,
1: right. you
0: name it versus the dungeons in breath of the wild it's nowhere near as interesting yeah and a lot of what is attractive about zelda as a franchise is the dungeons Mm -hmm. um and they basically torpedoed that and they did a lot of the shrines which are like micro dungeons which was actually a really cool idea and i think there's like a happy medium of like a smaller open world still having the shrines, but then also having regular dungeons
1: yeah I agree with that I thought the I thought the um the guardians or whatever you're activating as you know that are kind of taking the form of a dungeon were an interesting idea I thought yep, it was pretty too cool small how you're like yeah exactly
0: they're really small uh,
1: they're really small but I thought it was a neat idea right Holly it you was a neat idea yeah on them and activating them and all that um but yeah I thought uh, in general that it's I, I liked Breath of the Wild for what it was, but I don't like you agree that this is where it should go. Like I was kind of it's another thing like Skyward Sword.
0: Little... It's it's a uh, it's another thing like Skyward Sword where it's like this is a novel concept that's deserving yeah. of a standalone Zelda title. This is not where the future of the franchise should head. Right. And exactly. I feel like what, what they should do, yeah. and maybe you're the same, is like I'm fine with them doing Make an experimental Zelda every other Zelda. So make yeah. an Ocarina of Time successor or a, a you know, like Majora's Masks. Well, Majora's Mask was actually kind of experimental, too. But make Ooh, it like yeah. an Ocarina of Time successor or Twilight Princess successor. At least, you know, every other Zelda or maybe every third Zelda. And then, you know, the other times you can make your experimental Zelda. So you know, but it's been like a while because I mean, what was the? Let's see, it goes as far as mainline Zelda games. You've got Twilight Princess, which I would say was the last to me traditional Zelda game.
1: Yeah, I think. Then exactly. you've got
0: Skyward Sword, which actually, funnily enough, as far as the construction of the game, is a traditional Zelda title, Just except the for controls. the motion control. Yeah, it's got it has mm-hmm. the motion controls that make it a little more experimental. But as far as how it's actually designed. It's your traditional Zelda title, yeah. Then, uh, then you've got Breath of the Wild, and Breath of the Wild is really experimental with the formula. Then they're making Breath of the Wild Two, which I mean, so it's like it'd be nice if the next game was maybe like more Ocarina of Time or more Twilight Princess.
1: Yeah, like it's weird that they're just calling it Breath of the Wild Two as well. Well, know? I think like,
0: that actually lends itself to my theory that this is just like a split off and then they're going to do something Maybe. different the next time.
1: That would be interesting. I mean, they've only revisited the same universe like twice, right? With um, with the sequel to A Link to the Past and the sequel to... Well, Majora's Mask was a direct sequel to Ocarina, right? Supposed to be. At least I think so. I
0: think that's right. I don't remember. I haven't played it since it came out on 64. Yeah, <laughs> <So it's, laughs> yeah I, didn't, I didn't like
1: it because of the, of the whole time thing like that. That always just drove me nuts having a timer. Yeah, but really usually you're correct. Each yeah. each of
0: the Zeldas is usually its own kind of. It's it's all mm-hmm. the same universe, but it's supposed to be different times. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, moving
1: on. Yeah, we're kind of getting off on the tangent.
0: Saints Row Five <laughs> was announced for February twenty second. Uh, there's a lot of kind <clears> of <throat> controversy about how Volition handled yeah. this. Um, excuse me, not February 22nd, sorry, February, 2022, 2022. <laughs> uh, specifically <laughs> yeah. February 25th. Um, overall, uh, there was some kind of controversy when they debuted this, uh, first and foremost, because they didn't, I think they needed to start with the fact that it was a creative character. They kind of implied that they were getting rid of the creative character, which is obviously if you've played saints row Part of what a lot of people consider to make the game special is how how uh, involved their create a character options were, and then additionally, um, they kind of crapped on the on Saints Row the third and Saints Row uh, four, and uh, they were basically kind of dunking on kind of crap talk. I mean, they were just kind of crap talking them, you know look it up, reach your own conclusions. Uh, they debuted it with a dedicated boss character, which is the player character in Saints Row. And they also, you know, it's, it's it's changing cities, which I actually agree with. I think that was necessary. They had really, uh, Steelport was tapped out. There was really um, nowhere else they could logically take that. So it's now kind of moving to Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. which is an underexplored area in games. So that's cool. That's like, I I am actually excited about the new setting, but that they're dropping a lot of the, they're dropping every single character, as far as I know, uh, or as far as they've shown, as far as the main cast, none of those characters are from the prior game. And, uh, you know, the new characters, frankly, are pretty lame. Their motivation for turning to crime is that they have student loans. Um,
1: I didn't know that
0: it's, I mean, it's uh, and then they basically the devs basically crapped on the last two entries of the franchise, which Saints Row the Third is arguably the most beloved entry in the series. There's people who are kind of like pre Saints Row the Third, and there's the people who are like big on Saints Row the Third. And then Saints Row the Four is kind of like, eh. The writing's fun, but the gameplay was junk because they just they kind of torpedoed so many systems in the in the game due to the superpower systems, but or superpower abilities. Um, but, uh, eh. I mean, I've you know I've played Saints Row two, played Saints Row the Third, played Saints Row Four. Saints Row the is my favorite. Saints Row two is pretty good. Um, and then Saints Row Four was I liked the writing and stuff, but I, I didn't bother finishing it. So. Because it just the superpower stuff kind of broke the game, but anyway, um, you know it's Saints Row Five. It's I'm sure it's I'm gonna check it out and give it a shot, but it they started on the wrong foot to say the least. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the next next piece of news, which is uh, based, this is actually one of the games that was leaked by the Nvidia leak, and now it was not known at the time whether it was for certain, and now it is for certain. So it lends some credibility to that NVIDIA list. Like I said.
1: Yeah. Uh, Actorizer uh, Renaissance is uh remaster of the classic Actorizer and is actually out on steam now. Um, and I believe they have some free stuff that's going to be coming out until uh, the 1st of November, which is super cool. Um, I don't know if you ever played Actorizer, but it is, it was a really cool super Nintendo game. I played it a couple times when I was a kid. I did not. Oh, uh, it's got a bit of an RPG element to it. Um, With like and, city
0: management, I think.
1: Yeah, super. I always thought it was super hard, though. I was never very good at it. But uh, it looks like there's auto-saving, and you can adjust the difficulty levels, of course, because that's just how platformers are now. But uh, it's pretty awesome to see a remaster. Um, I sent the link to my brother right away because he played that a ton when we were kids, and he's he uh, already bought it on Steam, so he was super stoked. Uh, next piece of news, uh, bravely default 2 uh, launching on PC or actually just did on the second, um, which is surprising. I was actually really surprised when, uh, when this was officially announced for PC, just because, you know, bravely default was stuck on the DS and I just never thought this game would come out anywhere else. So, um, never played it, but I do want to get to them eventually just because they look like good RPGs. Uh, and the last piece of news, or sorry, the next one is that Crystal Dynamics joins the initiative on Perfect Dark Dev. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but it's kind of interesting. I know Crystal Dynamics has been—they've been working on the Marvel games, so uh, for Square Enix, and they've been really kind of lackluster. Uh, and they have that other um, that other Marvel game coming out relatively soon. That they've been working on—I forget what it's called. Uh, Jesus, I can't. Oh, it was the. Um, uh, you know what I'm talking about? They showed it at E3. It was that. Um,
0: was Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. No, that's no, no, that's a uh, uh, Idols Montreal.
1: Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, I'm which a totally
0: uh, phenomenal development for. Well, excuse me, phenomenal developer being wasted on a license
1: Marvel. Yeah, yeah never like, mind. Instead Sorry, of a,
0: another wrong. freaking Deus Ex game, God, I mean, don't get me started on that. That's gonna. I'm. Butt hurt about. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: what were, so, what have these guys been working on?
0: I thought, I mean, I think you're right. They did the Avengers game. Okay. And, uh, I give so little the crap about, um, about, uh, <sighs> about Marvel freaking, Games? yeah, Marvel and just yeah. honestly, most licensed products.
1: Yeah.
0: That, um, yeah uh so basically let's see the yeah the last thing they did was i'm looking at it right now was in fact marvel's avengers that came out in september 4th 2020 and Jeez, before that yeah. they did rise of the That's tomb raider thought. in 2015 the tomb okay. raider games were good
1: they but were good. um
0: yeah uh, so hopefully you know perfect dark i i don't want them to ruin perfect dark it'd be nice if perfect yeah. dark got a good game so we'll see um next piece of news so my, this is actually cool so for those of you who don't know, starting with Xbox, the Xbox Series 6, Series X, how do you say both of them? Series 6. I don't know. Series SX. Uh, <laughs> I don't come up with stupid naming mechanisms at Microsoft. Anyways. Um, uh, no. Uh, so the, for those of you who don't know, the Series SX controllers uh, that Microsoft released, they had the ability they were bluetooth and you if you pushed the pairing button and had paired it with a pc and an xbox or just any two bluetooth devices so even like i guess multiple xboxes would technically work or like your phone for example your phone and your xbox you could pair it to both and then just by pressing the button it would actually remember both bluetooth devices and you could switch in between uh, the phone or the pc or the xbox However, you couldn't do this with the Xbox One controllers. Um, And I was kind of disappointed by that because as some listeners probably know, I have an Elite 2. And that's like a $250 controller. I didn't pay $250 for it, but when it first came out, it was $250. I won mine. But nonetheless, um, I would not pay $250 for one of these because they're horrendously unreliable, FYI. So just be aware of that if you choose to get one they're great controllers while they work and so far my third unit which was the last unit they will replace under warranty uh because now i'm out of warranty has been flawless knock on wood and uh i'm hoping it stays that way uh because i really like it as a controller it but unless you just have like 200 plus dollars to Jesus burn
1: right yeah
0: don't, don't buy it dude so um Anyways, uh, the uh, point is is that they are now... Microsoft is releasing a firmware update for the Xbox One controllers. Uh, So included in that firmware update are Bluetooth low energy for better cross-device play and low latency for superior gaming. This is marketing bullcrap. The main thing you need to pay attention to is that... It will allow you to now uh, remember two devices. So if you press the button, it will now allow you to swap back and forth between your PC and your Xbox. And this is a big deal for me because I have an Xbox One X. And occasionally, I would like to use the Elite either on the Xbox One X or on the PC. I mostly use it on PC, though. So what ends up happening is I use one of my regular Xbox controllers for the Xbox One X because I don't want to bother repairing my Elite
1: yeah.
0: every single time. Um, but anyway, uh, it's That's awesome. You know, yeah, it I is. It is.
1: That, yeah, I didn't know it could do that now because I use it on my laptop all the time and I hate doing the same thing, having to repair and repair. It's annoying.
0: And I just checked, you can only, so you can pair to an Xbox console and a Bluetooth connected device. So, so that awesome. means, so, so you can't do like your phone and your PC, but you can do Xbox and your phone or Xbox and your PC, which for me, it'd be Xbox and PC that I would pair to, yeah. but um, it's a, it is a good feature. It's really cool of Microsoft to add support for one of the things I'll commend them for uh, as a pro consumer move, which they've made a lot of pro consumer moves recently, but One of the most pro-consumer, in my view, is finally getting over this crap where you need to buy all new freaking controllers every generation. This should have been the case, by the way, from 360 to Xbox One. There's no excuse for it not to have been. That was complete bunk. But. Well, except I think Xbox 360 controllers were blue or RF and then Xbox one, Xbox one's really weird because Xbox one, I think the early ones were RF, weren't they? And then they switched to Bluetooth.
1: I'm pretty sure they were RF. Yeah. And the first then, ones.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, like, which is really weird. Cause then they have to put the freaking dongle and like, you yeah. have to put the RF dongle on new, on new Xboxes. It was a dumb move, but the thing here is that they still could have done it with like wired controllers. There's no excuse for like a wired 360 controller, uh, not to work on an Xbox one. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, anyways, overall points for making the Xbox one controllers work really. I think they probably had to, because starting on Xbox one, that's when they start doing the elite controllers that are ridiculously expensive. So if you sell somebody a $200 controller and it's only going to last them a year, that's, you know, it will actually typically last you less than that because it's not that reliable. But in theory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should last longer than a year. Yeah. Um, you know, but anyway, whatever. Uh, so final piece of news. We won't spend a ton of time on it because it's a console, but it, Nintendo, Nintendo had another Direct. They announced Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which is the first 3D Kirby platformer. <laughs> I don't care too much about Kirby, but yeah. um, nonetheless, they also announced a new wireless n64 and genesis controllers because for an additional subscription you will get a catalog of n64 games and a catalog of sega genesis games um as part of your switch online membership uh it's not something i'm personally interested in but i did think the new wireless n64 controller was pretty freaking That bad. is,
1: yeah i agree that's freaking awesome but i'm not paying 50 bucks for a genesis three button controller dude what the hell is
0: well that? especially because you can get you can already get officially licensed uh, yeah. wireless Sega Genesis controllers for like yep. i don't know 30 bucks i think, I think
1: they're 30 bucks dude the retrobit ones and yep.
0: they actually work with switch and um, they six enough.
1: button ones come on and
0: they're six which funnily enough in japan in japan they're releasing a, nintendo's doing a six button controller so it's just in the states where it's a three button controller are you
1: serious dude i didn't yes. see that
0: Yep, it's a it's a six it's a fifty dollar six button controller from (laughs) Nintendo.
1: God, are you freaking kidding me, man? That makes me even more pissed.
0: Yep. Dude, for some reason they think like the three button controller is like what Americans want. It's really weird.
1: But didn't um, the like didn't the later Genesis releases come with a six? Because I swear the Model Three came I don't with
0: know six. if the six. Yeah, I think the Model Three was packed in, but almost nobody bought a Model Three, dude. That was like yeah, it was way 97. late. I did, like, man.
1: I got a Model Three as a kid. But I, I feel bad for I'm you because like, that's like <laughs> yeah, it the was crappiest a looking console. One.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah. piece of junk. Sega didn't even make it. It was, it. It was uh, made by Majesco.
1: Yeah, it was a piece of junk, but the controller was great. I will say that um but i got it just because it was like i was a big kid you know big fan of that stuff as a kid and uh but yeah i just ended up getting it my parents got it for me and i think it was less than 100 bucks or something i can't remember but it was really cheap.
0: sure i mean by the end they were dirt cheap i bought both of them i got a snes in like 1996 and it was like the snes 2 yeah the little mini one it's the one i still have and oh, uh that one it was like 40 bucks at the tail end of its lifespan i remember when i got it it was like 40 bucks
1: and even so. then they were still like in 96 i think donkey kong had come out around that time there were still the games coming out for yeah i mean there
0: was still small so there was still a small selection of games in like 97 it must have been 97 yeah. must have been like 97 or 98 but yeah there were still games on the shelves and then particularly mm-hmm. in the bargain bin there was still snes stuff but uh Anyways, the most, I think the biggest piece of news coming out of this is that we finally, finally get a look at Bayonetta 3. And uh, I'm really excited about that. It's coming out in 2022, so we also get a date. Uh, This is one of the big Switch games that people have been waiting for other than Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. So, you know, and Breath of the Wild 2. So, I mean, this is like out of the games that we know are coming to Switch, Bayonetta 3 was one of the big three that we just haven't seen a lot of, and we don't really. I mean, well, actually, Breath of the Wild 2, we have a date for. but um,
1: Yeah, but this it, one was shown way in advance compared 2017, to Breath of the Wild
0: 2017. 2017. Know? Yeah. 2017. So it's uh, this is the first gameplay. They've redesigned Bayonetta again. She's got mm-hmm. long hair again uh, and a new hairstyle. And, and yeah. uh, you know, the game, you know, it, it's not. You know, I saw people saying, Oh, it doesn't look that great. It's a freaking handheld game, folks. But yeah, so I mean, it mean, looks you
1: know, it looks like a bayonetta game. It looks
0: like a bayonetta game. I mean it All looks that matters. you know, looks that's great. pretty much I'm very excited about it. Uh Camilla hmm. did an interview. He said it's gonna exceed everybody's expectations. Obviously, I mean of course he's gonna talk up his own game. He is working. <laughs> sure. Um he is working on it. Uh so he's not hands off. Uh and uh yeah, he's he's you know, I mean, um it's, you know, I, 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 it's Platinum's flagship franchise, and right. uh, the first two, I actually really need to get around to beating the second game, but everybody I know, well, actually, I haven't even started the second game on Switch, but everybody I know who's, I've played and beaten the first one just this past year. And I played it way back when it came out on PS3, but I actually, funnily enough, didn't beat it back then. Uh, but I beat it this past year, and uh, I loved it. It was a great game. And Bayonetta two, I'm excited to get around to. It's on on my to do list, uh, and I'm really excited about Bayonetta three. So this is this was probably for me. I actually probably am anticipating this more. I would say than breath of the wild two at this point just because breath of the wild two sounds like it'll be more breath of the wild one which yeah i enjoyed but i don't necessarily need a ton more of it um and metroid prime four i actually i'm pretty hyped over that if if, but who knows that that game they restarted the development so who knows when we'll see it um but overall uh You know, I thought it looked good, and you know what I'll say is it's it's always amusing in the Discord. There's a lot of anti-Nintendo people, and it's it. All I can say is it must be upsetting because they keep on showing up with actual exclusives uh, (laughs) that are of very high quality exclusives. I mean, they're very like I mean, you know, Xbox not show Xbox is not showing up with exclusives. Sony's not showing up with exclusives. Nintendo's still showing up with exclusives, Mm -hmm. and I mean, even if they're they're
1: not your Only ones showing with legit exclusives and really the only real video game company left, you know? It's it's kind of sad because you feel like it's look at the direction of the other two two big companies and Oh, Sony's so depressing.
0: Business. Sony's yeah, like
1: they've, horrible man. They're like, it's, I mean it's like, just been drained.
0: Everything's a cinematic walking simulator simulator, and and uh mm. I mean like I have like you know, it's cool that they're starting to port stuff to PC, but they're starting to port stuff to PC at the point that I'm literally maybe interested in one game from their first party studio every like three years.
1: Yeah. If that, it's, it's so, just, the, uh, the
0: only game I really, really want to play. Feel, it, the, uh, I'm like sort of interested in Ghost of S- Tsushima, but I, I actually don't have high expectations of it. Cause it's basically ass creed.
1: Uh, and <laughs> it is, <dude>. and, <laughs> yeah, um, it is. I know. Like, I, I have right.
0: kind of an interest in, like, you know, feudal Japan and samurai and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it looks like a high. It looks like probably the biggest budget samurai game ever made. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of interested in it. But I mean, everything that I read about it and watched about it, it actually kind of looked like it would get old and boring to me. Um, I also really like Sucker Punch, but to be honest with you, I haven't loved a Sucker Punch game since the Sly, Sly, Sly Cooper days. So. Um,
1: yeah, I don't be stuck on like those uh
0: infamous, infamous awful, games. and the awful last games.
1: infamous was horrible. I mean, the first uh, was second okay. son.
0: What's the second son? Yeah, Sun? I Jesus. beat second son, and I yeah, it was okay, but it's not it's not as anywhere near as inspiring as Sly Cooper. So, yeah. um, like Sly Cooper, I I love Sly Cooper. I love it as a 3D platformer franchise. It's my favorite of the Sony first party platformers like i i'd take it over jack i'd take it over ratchet but it's yeah. uh it's dead now pretty much i mean they don't really touch it anymore and uh also i think even the last one wasn't even made by sucker punch so um yeah i'm
1: not surprised i don't think so the ones that was on the ps3 and the bigger, yeah it was sans
0: right? it was Sanzaru games if memory yeah. serves uh and if memory serves they actually did a solid job but um I didn't beat it. The last one I beat was Sly Three. That was the last one I beat on PS Two. Sly Three, but uh, Sly Two is like legit one of my favorite three three D platformers ever, regardless of developer or platform. I was more
1: of a Jack, a Jack guy, 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 but uh, I
0: like Jack too. But it was uh, Sly for me. Sly Sly Two in particular is like the it was the apex in my opinion of three D yeah. platformers on uh, on PS Two.
1: I have the I have collection, collection. I should it. play here.
0: It's really good. All right, but uh. Yeah. Anywho, you know, I mean, you know, I always enjoy the Ninten- Nintendo shows because I always enjoy the, I got to be honest with you, like, I, am I, you know, I'm a Sega fan, I, I try to, I, I and beyond that, I'm a PC gamer, first and foremost, I've, I have a deck pre-order, I'm intending to buy a deck, I, I, you know, but I will say if I game on console, it's pretty much Nintendo anymore, and the only company who still makes consoles that I would really seriously plan on spending money on their consoles as nintendo but man yeah. some people in the discord get real bent out of shape about nintendo
1: and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh it is. It
0: is and it, what's amusing to me is it's like they'll literally you know the, oh it looks like crap and it's like they're literally you know some of these people are literally console gamers or whatever or like they're uh <laughs> you know i don't know it's like and i'm just like man you're gonna seriously sit here and crap talk like the way a switch game looks and you're going to game on console period like primarily Eh.
1: yeah i rarely talk about looks these days to be honest and i'm a primarily console gamer um well
0: what's amusing to me is if you're going to be in a pc room and you're going to be a console gamer never bring up visual quality (laughs) don't like like uh, i'm not going to name all names but i will say space crap talks the way games look on switch
1: yeah, but he plays on PC all the time. It's but I'm not going to
0: get on his case the same way as I might some other people because yeah. since he games overwhelmingly, and I think almost, I think exclusively on PC. Yeah, I'm not going to flick him crap for being like uh, obsessed with visual quality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you come to, and same, funnily enough, then there's people like Zero, and Zero's like. You know he has like a five thousand dollar gaming PC, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> like literally it has, and he, he he like still games on console a he lot. He's but... on his PlayStation Five. I think he's like the only guy who has one. And uh, yeah, like, he has everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, like I'm not gonna give him any crap either because I his gaming PC would actually blow mine out of the water. I'm sure, but I mean, yeah. like like. It, there's some console gamers in the discord and they get real bothered by Nintendo. And those guys are, well, I'm just going to say it. Usually gaming on Xbox, which is fine. I told game pass is great. All that stuff Game Pass
1: is the only reason why we're gaming on Xbox, dude. Let's be honest. I probably would have ditched. Oh, same. uh, If they didn't have it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the only reason I play anything on Xbox. It's the only reason I play anything on a non Nintendo (laughs) platform. Cause I have a, I have a, I mean, I've, I had a PS, I still have my PS4, And I, there's nothing that attracts me to it because other than like the handful of exclusives that it still has like dragon's crown and stuff like that. But it's like, overall, it's amusing to me to watch because I go into these shows and I, I don't have like super high expectations or expect much because like I said, I'm a PC guy, but like the, what I will say is like Nintendo, their release list for the back half of this year has been incredible. You got Skyward Sword, you had, you had, uh. You had uh, the the Advance Wars remake. You've got the uh, you've got Metroid Dread. You have the new Warrior Wear came out, and I believe I mm-hmm. want to say uh, God was it freaking Pikmin Three? Didn't I think Pikmin Three Deluxe actually came out uh, recently too? No, okay, well, well one second here. Uh... <laughs> well, they
1: well, they had Skyward Sword, Sword recently swords. too. No? Well,
0: Sky—that's what I'm saying. So they've like basically the back half of this year has been Sky. This is just Nintendo stuff. Skyward Sword. Uh, freaking um. So, Skyward Sword, Metroid Dread, Advance Wars Remake, Warriorware, and then sometime next year you're getting Bayonetta three. So it's like, and that's not even the complete. We obviously don't know the complete release list. Like, I mean, yeah. for example, when E3 happened this year, we did not know about Dread, we didn't know about Warriorware, and we didn't know about Advance Wars. That's true. And it's the first Advance Wars in.
1: And we have, yeah, we have Shin Megami have Five dropping, five dropping drop. in like November. Yes, that too. Yeah, and that's, a,
0: that's that. Even though that's third party, it's it is at least a timed exclusive. Yeah. And uh, and then on top of that, you've got uh, like next year we we probably have Breath of the Wild two.
1: Mm-hmm. We probably
0: we have Bayonetta three, and that's we don't know what they're going to announce. And my point is, is that when you get to the next year's E three, like this wasn't even a show. Like, there's no. Show right now. They announced they showed off the gameplay for Band of Three and showed up with the the first 3D Kirby platformer ever. Which I'm not a Kirby oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Kirby guy, but it's like it is a you know a, a relatively popular franchise. Yeah. Um. And it's the first 3D platformer ever in a franchise that has been running for like 30 years. So yeah. it's like yeah. you know it, it. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's and it's just for like a random Nintendo Direct.
1: That's true. that's true yeah i think that's the one thing that i appreciate is that they just kind of randomly have these events and they even with no expectations there usually tends to be at least one thing that you kind of like out of it you know yeah like, hey, and
0: then cool. last e3 they like blew it out of the freaking water after a super yeah. disappointing conference so uh from everyone not just microsoft or sony like everyone well sony i don't even think did they even show up at e3 I feel no like they man did.
1: they haven't shown up in like two years i think something like yeah that. so
0: losers by default, but the point yeah. is, is that, uh, not that it'd be interesting even if they did show up, because, I mean, it, like, that's the... guy
1: Do you remember that conference? Oh, my God. That was oh, for Ghost, Jesus. I think,
0: but the, uh, the... Yeah. No, um, one of the things that's interesting to me is, like, people who aren't paying attention, who are, like, gamer friends of mine who will be like, oh, no way Microsoft's better than Sony as far as first party, and it's, like, I don't even think it's debatable at this point. Like, they've gone... If you think Sony First Party is better than Microsoft First Party at this point, you're living like two years ago. Yeah. There was like still a a a, a chasm between them last gen. It's not there anymore. Psychonauts 2 is comparable. I think it's maybe not as good as the Demon Souls remake or whatever if you're a Souls fan. Maybe it's it's not as good as Ratchet and Clink. I haven't played Ratchet Clink. I wager it's, I probably prefer it over Ratchet and Clink because I'm just not a big Ratchet and Clink guy. But the bottom line is. You also have Forza Horizon Five in the back half of this year from Microsoft. you That's you right. know you. So it's it's uh things are changing and Microsoft has clearly developed a better better set of uh, first party studios at this point. Well, bought a better set of first party studios. You yeah. know Sony. You know, but it's
1: And they're rumored uh, to be supposedly actually we didn't include that, but there's a big rumor going around that they're going to announce another huge acquisition relatively soon. Well, that's been, um, that's
0: been circling for months. We yeah, mentioned but, it, like, ages ago on the podcast, I think. You're but right. It, it's been going TGS on for months. TGS is
1: coming, though, and that's what everyone keeps pointing at. Is yeah, but they TGS pointed at that Japanese
0: last TGS, run, I feel like.
1: Uh, probably. But I know it's been picking up steam over the last couple weeks. Uh, I'm just curious because they're going to be at, at TGS as well. I don't know if they'll show anything interesting, but I, like, I'd love to see more Japanese support come. Oh yeah they
0: yeah that's the main main flaw they have if they if they yeah. come out and they're like we got uh i mean what could they even acquire in the we God. bought ubisoft I, i'll be like go just God. you guys suck yeah. quit <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: just yeah, see, quit no more west devs <laughs> and all the same crap like if they got like some of konami's ips or something interesting man like uh i don't want them to take sega like i really just don't want them touching sega um, but i know they're in a f- kind of a financial you know, peril because of what was going on with COVID and how they sold a bunch of their arcades uh, section and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's totally possible, but I wouldn't want them to touch Sega. Um, there are rumors about Square Enix. I just can't see that being possible. Too big. But um, Too big, yeah. Uh,
0: I would if they make a move in Japan, it's going to be like one of these like smaller studios. Like I, what yeah. I, I think the obvious thing is, is basically taking over Tomonobu Itagaki's Itagaki studio. Yeah, he's got a cool. strong history with the Xbox brand mm-hmm. and he's got basically nobody who's willing to back him with a budget. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, you know, he's uh proven track record. Uh, his last game wasn't very good, but no. well, some people like devil's third, but it, whatever. I mean, yeah, it
1: was, it had no chance, dude. It was on the Wii U anyway, you know?
0: Yep pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh he's you know, he's had a history of working with Xbox and yep. uh he may he's an obvious choice in my my view for an additional Japanese studio.
1: Yeah, I mean when you think about his his best days, I mean Ninja Gaiden was one of the greatest games of that generation, you know. Someone yep. dead or alive. Yeah. Dead or Alive 3 was damn good and 4 it was great too.
0: So, and I think he could still make a good game if he had a budget behind him you know mm-hmm. so but anyways I guess we'll call it a night there or yep. episode there and uh, see you next time folks see you later